Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello, Hi. all of you fans out there. What's going on? What's going on? We're back. It's a Friday. If you didn't know, we're here, we're well, and we're well-adjusted. On Friday. That's good. <laughs> um, the opposite, though. Before we begin, I do want to thank uh, Mr. Jeff. Jeffrey. Jeff, you're a peach. You're... Uh, I don't have words. You're a thank peach. Thank you for becoming a patron, Jones. And just so you know... Everyone out there listening right now is the very second, okay? You might be thinking to yourself, last week was full of empty promises. But it's not full of empty promises because Jeff will be receiving liquid hot sauce. It's true, as opposed to the, the gaseous hot sauce that uh, yeah that we've been working on. It's true. So uh, we'll, we'll get into that later, don't we worry. Will. Uh, yes. We'll get into that near the end of the episode. But uh, today we have our little uh, side episode, I guess you'd call it. It's... Uh, with nothing much. Yeah, it's not uh, particularly structured, I'd say. It's no. mostly just a gathering of interesting stories and articles that we think uh, relate to the show Some very things well. things we came across, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Um, you want to start or you want me to start? How do you want to do this? You go ahead, man. I will tell you a quick little story entitled Midget Murder. That's some We Are Starting a Cult uh, classic shit right there. Midget murder. Um, I don't know if you're going to be offended by this. It's This is what the article says, okay? It's on it's on the New York Post, okay? Is it? Okay, so before you read what you're going to read, is what you're about to read when you read it to me not minutes ago, is that the title of this article? Yeah. That seemed, it seemed like the whole article. Go ahead. My computer is moving extremely slow, so you're going to have to give me a minute here, right, okay? We'll, we'll just some gap seconds. Um, Apparently, the New York Post, the website, is just complete anarchy and doesn't make any sense. But, uh, oh, I do have this, that uh, Prince <laughs> Harry, there's an article about him that has like 125,000 hits. And uh, my question is, who fucking gives a shit about these people? So many people, dude. You know what I've been dude, thinking? The ab- Royals are huge for some reason. Do you know what I've been thinking about lately? Like with the Royals specifically. How they? Do you think don't the founding fathers would be pissed that we know this much about the royal family? Like just as a whole, do you think they like who are like we're going to separate from these people? We like idolize them. 
Do you think that would upset them? I think that would be the last thing they're they're worrying about with uh with modern, you know, stuff going on. I mean, you're probably this see, accurate. These guys would see a phone and their their heads would implode. You think they'd shit themselves? Dude, you, uh, do you imagine explaining the idea of an atom bomb to these guys? Like, so we took this thing and it can neutralize cities. You know that smallest thing that your time didn't discover yet? Uh, oh, no, you don't. Oh, well, we split it in half and uh, vaporized cities. We just tell them about, like, yeah, we're, we're thinking we might be edging closer to World War Three. They're like, what the <laughs> fuck did you World just say? World War? <laughs> what did you just... What? One How and many two? Fronts? All of it. All of it. They're all fronts. How many cannonballs were used in World War Two? Like... Uh, none of them. It was mostly uh, mustard gas and uh, nuclear bombs. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> what did you just say? With a liquid hot sauce. Um, all right, it finally worked. Okay, I'm gonna read you this article. <laughs> it took that long. Yeah. I thought you we were just going. No, man. I'm gonna read this to you, word for you... word. Okay. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> This is from June eighth, two thousand seven, by the author John 2007? Doyle. Two thousand seven. Yeah. <laughs> All right. The short, troubled life of drug dealing a Harlem midget came to a violent end yesterday when he was gunned down while guzzling beer and shooting dice outside a housing project. Cops found not a much huge for titles, are they? <laughs> Cops found a huge 380 caliber pistol in the waistband of little person Joshua Aggard, age 18, along with 15 vials of crack that he was peddling while hanging out in a courtyard with his pal Manuel Zabater, who was also shot and killed in the attack. This guy's got vials? <laughs> Fifteen vials of crack. Is he wearing, like, a sash of them? Like, ammunition? Like, what is like this? Like, fucking Rambo. He's got, like, the stockpile. I like um, how... Th- <laughs> are you ready to hear what his neighbor, Deborah Daniels, who is 61, had to say? I have a few things to say about what I've heard so far, but go ahead. <laughs> this is a direct quote from Deborah Daniels. Quote, He was just so big, so I thought, how much could he get into? <laughs> End quote. Wow. This midget wow. was just so big. <laughs> oh. Oh, post-mortem burn. Uh, yeah, so he was three feet tall. Uh, this is a direct, That's huge. This is the direct quote. Though he was just three feet tall, he had a police record a mile long. So far this year, he had been busted twice. Once on assault charges for throwing a bottle at a man's head, and once for trespassing when he was caught inside of a 425th East Avenue apartment. He also had two <laughs> other arrests like, that same year. Like going through the doggy door, <laughs> looking for his money. And uh, he was a member of the Crips. What? The gang. Oh. That is why he was killed, because a rival gang shot him and his friend. Well, that means he killed people too, right? Isn't that like an initiation thing? I don't know. Right? I don't kill know. someone to be a crip, right? Um, oh, and here, uh, here's just a little... You guys aren't going to believe this shit right now. I feel like this is a fake article, okay? Yeah, all right. I'm just going to name off some things that I have to say. They use the word guzzle in, in, the, in the title. 
that for some reason sits very not okay with it. That's like not cool. No, that's not me. the title. That's the first paragraph of the article. Itself. You told me it was the fucking thing. No, the title <laughs> is just midget murder. What? <laughs> okay, well, that's another thing that plays into another thing I had to say. Uh, they used midget, oh, and then later I, on I in the article they say little person. I have an explanation, and this it's is like why. if you're gonna go with it, just go with it. I know it was 2007. It wasn't a crazy terrible thing to say back then. He had a friend like, that was quoted by the New York Post uh, after his death. Quote: When people would taunt him, he would say, "I'm a midget. I don't want to be called no dwarf." End quote. So he was cool. All right, good for him. Never mind. I mean, like you what? I don't think anyone was calling him a dwarf, but little person, you didn't like that. This article ends on a positive past note for some reason. <laughs> that, uh, that this gangbang midget selling drugs and killing people's dead? Yeah, that's happening. Uh, things for him weren't always so bad because when he was nine years old, he appeared in a performance of A Christmas Carol put on by Harlem's The Play The Things Theater Company. And fittingly, he played the character of Tiny Tim. That's adorable. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> this is the life and death. Are, are we sure that's not what triggered his lifestyle? Uh, they kind of, it seems like the casting director kind of played into it uh, a bit too on the nose, and uh, his life kind of went south after that. So the life and death of a short midget that was addicted to crack. How about that one? Huh? Do you like that one? Uh, Starting it off strong. Geez. How about that? Yeah, Jesus Christ. Ah, uh, well. Thank God he's Where are you dead. taking us, Jake? <laughs> Nowhere near anywhere crazy enough to compete with that, but uh, let's see, which one should I start with? Oh, I just have like one piece of news. Uh, Skinwalker Ranch, man. They're getting a, 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 a series documentary made about him. Nice. Very, very soon. Isn't that weird? That, uh, the one Hunt for the Skinwalker? Yeah. I didn't like Is it because the guy that made it presented it like it was his information but he just interviewed George Knapp for two hours yeah. and he was like we found this and I was like you didn't find anything this is all stuff that he found oh, so he just put himself into George Knapp's life. yeah he was like we found this and we did this and it was like literally every piece of information you're providing is an interview or a piece of knowledge that George Knapp has in his fucking Record vault of shit from Skinwalker Ranch. Jesus, man. I mean, we do that, but we give them credit. Yeah, we say names, you know? Yeah. George Knapp. It was him. George Lucas. Yeah. But so the the movie's not worth it? Uh, it, It's interesting. Is it informational? Is it good? There's some cool stuff in there that we didn't, like, get to, like, neighbor testimonials and stuff like that. uh, Yeah, I mean, that was a huge thing. We did five fucking episodes on it. What was it? Four or five? Four. Four. Still. And if more you want, uh, one and two. If you're a visual person, they, they're on the, the ranch. So, like, they show you all the different parts of the ranch mm. and, like, where it happened, what happened. They have all of it. So I might give it a watch just because we only just, we just read a book. It's cool. And it's, I just saw, I saw pictures, but I want, you know, it's, want to see it. It's worth it, I'd say. It's long and it gets kind of boring. Especially, like, if you know what happens going into it because <laughs> yeah, they mean, just I recount the stories and it's like yeah. i i heard this already but now i'm just seeing where it yeah occurs. we just both just freshly read that book but yeah i could see like the story definitely enthralling someone for the first time though it's interesting it really is that's why we got pulled into it talked for nearly fucking five hours yeah uh-huh or something 
But yeah, they're getting a new series. But uh, something kind of having to do with that, stemming from that. Uh, you remember the cattle mutilations, right? That's my favorite pastime. There we go. One of them happened in October 8th in 2009. That is... Uh, Another one. That is Georgie's birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday, Georgie. We're going to celebrate by mutilating a fucking cow. <laughs> Here's the name of it, all right? This is the name. Of the cow? No. The the, the article. Oh, Grant. oh okay, okay, okay. I got okay? you. I got you. So we're going to differentiate the first paragraphs and the uh, title from now on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Not one drop of blood. Cattle mysteriously mutilated in Oregon. So there you go. Uh, that's pretty much the whole thing. Uh, apparently witnesses say that it looked like a uh, deflated plush toy. It uh, it smelled, uh, but weirdly there were no... Uh, there were no, like, uh, you know, like scavenging animals about it, like buzzards or anything. All right. Everyone was leaving it alone. It was uh, drained of blood completely. There was no imprint beneath it. How you know a lot of people go to the uh, the UFO kind of s- sort of thing with it being abducted, but the flying saucer, and uh, it just drops it after it does whatever it do- cores out its asshole. Uh, you know, Ass core. Yeah. Cuts off its uh, everythings, and then just drops it. There wasn't an impression, but it is drained of blood, and people are leaving it away, leaving it away, leaving it alone, leaving it reason. away, leaving it away. I like that. So yeah, that's happening in Oregon. It happened a couple months ago. Uh, the animal was worth six thousand dollars. Isn't that just a bitch? That's a lot of money, man. Theories abound, but isn't that just fucking weird? Maybe a new skinwalker. Uh, Laboratory over here in Oregon. Laboratory. I don't know, man. That was a that was a fun series. It was. I enjoyed that. Very I remember. Much. I'm not gonna say exactly what this is. One, because I don't remember necessarily uh, the name of it. But it's something that Mitch brought up. Do you know what I'm talking about? With the, it's like a mountain. Yeah, in Arizona. Yeah. Um, I forgot about that shit. until I just now remembered it and brought. He it up. just texted me. Uh, asking if we wanted to hang out, he he'll he'll probably be here in the time this is over. Uh, you know what? I got an idea. What? Why don't I just uh, why don't I just contact the boy? Were you gonna call him? Should I call him? Should he's, I call? He's him? probably every time we call him, he's taking the shit. I'm gonna FaceTime him. I'm gonna do it right now, live on air. Can All you hear right. this? Can anybody hear this? Hey, Mitchell. Hey, we're recording the podcast as we speak. We're literally doing it right now live. You're, you're on it. Cool. Um, what was the name of that mountain in Arizona? The mountain? Oh, I'm trying to think of what it's called. It's like a mysterious mountain. Or like suspicious. Yeah, it's like a mysterious mountain. Is it mysterious or suspicious? Or the, yeah, the suspicious Suspicious mountain. mountains. <laughs> Superstitious mountains. Right? Superstitious mountains. Superstitious. Superstitious. Superstitious mountain range. Superstitious mountain, mountain range. Okay, cool. Perfect. Much appreciated. We were talking about it, and you know what? We're recording, and I said, fuck it, I'm going to call you. All right, you want me to come over? Yeah, sure, but you're not invited on the show. All right, fuck you. <laughs> All right. Okay, fuck you. 
That was Mitch, everyone. Man, I really hope that got picked up because that was just delightful. It Thanks did. I was look, I'm looking at it a little bit, and it, it was picking some up. Yeah, we got it. We got a. <laughs> this is all to say we should totally do an episode on that sometime soon because that seems like it's in the same vein, you know. Yeah, like a weird, uh, very superstitious writing on the yeah, wall. Yeah, just some shit going on in the woods. Come on, that's that, what I, I want. That was Stevie Wonder. <sighs> Damn it! I, I, I didn't. I wasn't even aware you were making a reference to something. I was trying to talk to you, motherfucker. Very superstitious. Writing's on the wall. Yeah. Gotta eat my soup. That's how that goes, oh, right? God. What kind of soup do you think? Beef was barley. His favorite, really. Beef barley, extra pork toes. Pork toes. Yeah, you're goddamn In right. In the beef barley. You're goddamn right, son. You're All right, goddamn that's fine. It. Hey, you never played Knifey Spoonie before, have you? Yes, I know that reference. Yes, right. you okay. do. That's why I love you. Yes. That would be something completely unrelated to our show, so why don't we continue on? Yeah, go ahead. What's your next thing? Uh, I want to pose a question to you, Jake, before I read you this. You're springing a lot of things on me lately can, on air. Can a computer be haunted? I want yes. to know. Can it be haunted? Yes. Well, because that's exactly what I'm going to fucking bring up right now. Are you ready? I was right. I was completely uh, right. Here is a post that was made on Reddit. Uh, I'm going to read it word for word. I honestly have not read the entire thing, so I don't know what to expect of it, but we're going to diagnose the problem. That's what this show is built on. is passery glances. Are you ready? Are you leather? Are you ready? Leather. Are you ready? Better butter, butter, better butter, butter. All right. Leather, leather, butter. So, my brother bought a used but still relatively new laptop a few months ago, and recently it's been acting strange. The first thing that happened was his mouse started moving on the screen all by itself, without movement. It would randomly click on things and on rare occasions open seemingly useless programs as soon as he left his laptop unattended for a few moments. I myself have only witnessed this once, but he says it happens every few days. The next thing was almost every account he had on social media had their password changed to random strings of nonsense. I think he recovered most of the hacked accounts, but he had to make a lot of new ones too. So at this point, we both just thought his computer was hacked, even though he hadn't downloaded anything suspicious or given any information out to anyone. Are we sure? Until even stranger things started to happen, stranger things. Oh, my God. Including distorted images popping up on the screen and his computer turning on and off rapidly, which, if you know anything about computers, you know is impossible as it takes a couple seconds to turn the computer off and a little bit longer to turn back on. And the Demogorgon was there and we were playing Dungeons and Dragons. And it also makes strange buzzing noises. I have not witnessed the noises myself, or the turning on and off, but I have seen the strange, distorted imagery popping up on the screen. The pictures aren't really of anything. Sometimes it's just a distorted rainbow on the screen, and sometimes it's what looks like a blurred and glitched face. That one always makes us jump a bit. It's really terrifying. So tell me, what do you think? Is the computer just messed up and broken, or did my brother possibly accidentally download some weird virus? Was he hacked? Or is it something else? This is her brother? Yeah. 
Dude, that guy just totally clicked on a Pornhub ad while watching, like, stepsister shit. Really? That's my, what my mind immediately goes to. I got more. Are you ready? There's more to this story? No, there's more stories. Oh, of the same? Oh, are these different haunted uh, computers? Uh-huh. Oh, different my. haunted computers. Oh, right, yeah. I think that guy just was watching porn. All right. This one's a little bit longer, okay? About two years ago in September... My grandmother had passed away. My grandfather died before I was born, so I never knew him. Anyways, to try and finish this up before I go to bed. The night after she died, my mother was drinking and sitting at my computer trying to type up something for the funeral. At about 5 in the morning, she comes in going, Come see, what, come see your grandparents are here. And being asleep for like 2 to 3 hours, I said, Leave me alone, and I went back to sleep. She was drunk, and I didn't think she was telling the truth. And sometimes she got a little wacky when she was drinking. <laughs> sometimes when I drink, I get a little wacky and wild. So the next morning, I wake up, have some breakfast, and she urges me to come to the computer. Something that I will probably always remember. There was a poem on the computer screen. Typed to her, and at the bottom, it said, From Dad. Of course, that was talked about for a while, and I didn't think my mother had it in her to write such a poem because she isn't capable of writing, even in a drunken state of mind. But the fact is, later on, two years later, I had to sell my computer, and it was the very night before that I was going to sell it that I formatted this hard drive, and surprisingly, about 150 megabytes of space were corrupted, which is a lot. Just so you, That was my own mentioning here. That's yeah, a lot. It's a lot. Uh, now, this could have been due to the age of it, or possibly even the condition of the computer. But it was when I was going to sleep that night that I actually think around this time last year, I saw an orb or two come into my room. And it was pitch black, mind you. I saw one right where my computer was, and I saw one go right under the bed. Anyways, I just kind of thought to myself that was an interesting story. As far as letting you read the poem, I think that might be giving away too much information about myself. But a few little facts is that I am a native Canadian... Whatever you want to look at it. However you want to look at that. My family vouches saying that they've always had psychics in the family. And as for me, I've had my share of experiences as well. I don't know what to make of this story. And I was hoping somebody out there might. Interesting. I think her mom got wasted and wrote a fucking poem. Yeah. Uh, I'm thinking that was a very strange way to deal with grief. But also, I don't know. What about the orbs? It was kind of interesting that she said one or two. Are you not aware of... How many orbs? I don't know, man. I mean, it, it'd be cool to think that ghosts of uh, loved ones could be uh, technological in that way, you know? You want one more? I got one more. Yeah, I mean, yeah, sure. Go ahead. I don't think that one's necessarily haunted. That's just kind of like a... Drunk mother. It's either super sad or uh, pretty cool. About 30 days after his death, his wife's cousin called me as he had just been notified and knew we were friends. I sent his wife a letter and tried to phone her, but never made contact. I then contacted many of his childhood friends to notify them. None were aware of his death. About three months later, I was working on a financial program on my computer to determine if I had enough money to purchase a new car. In a field that was supposed to indicate the amount of payment, his name had appeared. I asked my daughter to look at it to confirm what I was seeing, which she did. I did not have his name or email, his phone number, or his address anywhere in my computer at the time, 
so a computer glitch is highly unlikely. I have contacted computer experts who looked at me like I was crazy, but would not try to come up with a reason for the computer to do this. His name is not a common one and would not be accidentally entered. He has made no further contacts with me, and to my knowledge, he has contacted no one else. To, to this day, the only explanation I can come up with is a ghostly contact from Good, but my deceased friend. Interesting. I don't know. I, I'm liking these uh, these stories of like dead people talking to you through the internet. Dead bitches oh. trying to get me to buy their cocaine. Wow. That's an original piece by me. That was good. All right. I hope you're all happy because that was the last time you're going to be getting anything. Uh, with the laptops? Is this computers or just laptops? Which is it? Is it like uh, exclusive to one? Shit, I don't know, man. Jesus I, Christ, Grant. I think all these people are fucking dumb. Honestly, like I do. I'm <laughs> sorry. It, it it no. No, no. No, 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 no. You don't think porn's to blame? Maybe the deep web, maybe they're searching for something. I'll tell you this. I've seen my fair share of adult films, all right? And I've never had anything happen to me like this. Front to back? Are you talking about the films? Yeah. I'll tell you this. The first adult film I ever, like, saw in my life it was on, like, Cinemax at, like, 2 in the morning. And I was, like, I don't know, I was, like, a little kid. I was probably 8 or 9. Classic. And it was just, like, on TV. And it was, like, a couple's resort. And, uh... Wait, you were in a couple's resort? No, no. Like, the, the video. And the guy... It was, like, a full movie. And this guy was, like, banging this chick on a washing machine. No. And I just remember being, like, I don't get this at all. And I just stopped watching it. And I put on the fresh Prince of Bel Air. <laughs> How old were you? Eight or nine. I was really <laughs> little. Just like, doesn't that hurt? I was just like, why? Like, for, even to this day, I'm like, why the washing machine? Like, why wouldn't very anywhere place, else? Grant. Anywhere else? Like, is it really? Th- I don't know. Not anywhere my business. else wouldn't be where they are. So it ain't my fucking business. That's what I'm saying. There you go. All right, that's my it's my front tale. Front to back porn, huh? What do you got for me, Jake? Oh, I don't know, man. All right, well, I mean, uh, you remember the booms? The booms? Mysterious booms? The mysterious booms. Yes. Uh, it, uh, yeah. The booms are back, right? Uh, <laughs> okay. Boom. So, this is a place in Tennessee, eastern Tennessee. Uh, unexplained booms were heard uh, around like 2013, 2015. I think we probably talked about this on the podcast before. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, some some crazy mysterious booms. These these things don't, uh, they aren't just a sound. They literally shake everything around them and people, well, everything around the people that can like, you know, hear it and uh, feel it. Uh, apparently, it is... Uh, it's returned. Whatever the boom is, whatever it is, <clears throat> some people say that they might think that it is, uh, you know, like caves underground collapsing, like subterranean caves that oh. just for some reason are wearing down and collapsing on, on themselves. Mysterious cave booms. Yeah, mysterious cave booms. Boom but, uh, caves, cave yeah. boom. <laughs> yes, just like building the railroad. 
Yeah, a but, lot uh, of dead oriental people. Yeah, it wasn't good. Nitroglycerin. You got to be careful with that. But yeah, uh, over the cave theory does not explain why the noises only began five years ago, and they continue, right? But yeah, the booms are back. The booms are back in Morristown and Hamblin. Hamblin. Hamtown. Of Tennessee. That's my favorite fucking town. Um, I like that. I like yeah. the booms. The it's big... weird, dude. And like people think they're like earthquakes or whatever, but they're it, apparently it just sounds like every door in the house just slams at once, and then everyone just goes out to their street and like are just hanging out with their neighbors. Like, what the fuck was that? Probably one of those booms again. I don't know. It's very strange that they'd be uh, parceled out by two years and then five years. They're still happening. I yeah, I would have to agree. Strange. I want to hear a mysterious boom. We should, we could probably find audio of that, right? You know what it sounds like? That's what it sounds wow. like. That's all it sounds like. So give, give me another boom sound. A different. Give me a different one. Okay. Okay. Oh god! I have to say that was better. I liked it, but uh, give me give me like a little glossary of things to choose from. Straying farther from it, I think. Oh, this is a scene now. Get down! Oh, oh no, they've got Tim. Tim. <laughs> is this like an air battle? Did Tim explode or did they like take him from somewhere? Shit, everybody get back. This is the fir- <laughs> This is the audio of the first five minutes of that new 1917 movie. <laughs> I can never do that again because that hurt my throat very bad. <laughs> you keep hurting yourself to make noises. No, I don't have the, the body for it, dude. It's not I don't. the best way to do that. That story ends with Tim dying in a horrible fire. And then a mysterious boom happens. In his and then a cock-a-blah. Yeah. Oh, that's Isn't that uh, that's ricochet? Right? Chick-a-boom. Yeah. A big one. What do you got going on over there? That's all. I had booms. Booms and cattle that are deflated. Okay, I got one that can open up a topic for conversation. Um... There is a possible connection that Jonestown, yes, Jonestown, <laughs> the cult, no one, yeah, um, which we will we'll cover at a later date, more in depth. But uh, for those of you that do know about Jonestown, Jonesy Town, there is a honestly, it's a conspiracy that kind of makes a little bit of sense. What is it? That Jonestown was done by the CIA. Kind of like how uh, modern art it was created by the CIA. Well, let me explain to you a couple of little... Contemporary art. A, a few small details, okay? Okay. So, for starters, the body count. The I, I always fuck up the pronunciation. It's like the Guyanese, uh, Guyana, wherever they were. Like Guyana. Gu- I'd say Guyanese. I don't know. The Guyanese. The Guyanese forces that found Jonestown... The people of Guyana. They only accounted for 400 dead bodies. And we know here in America that when America got there and searched, they found 913 bodies. 
So the question remains, where the fuck were these other 500 bodies? And do you know what the American government had to say where those bodies were? Do you? No, I do, uh, what? Uh, Their two excuses were that the Guyanese do not know how to count. That's, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I was going to say, like, are we sure they just don't suck at looking for dead people in the woods? That was their first excuse. And then when that one fell through, what they said was that they must have been lying underneath the 400 other bodies that they counted. So it's already uh, weird. Uh, yeah. It's already weird. Um, that's, a, that's a surplus of more than half. Like, or more than 100%. That's like 500 fucking people. Those were the two excuses. First off, the Guyanese don't know how to count, which is kind of just rude to assume. Like, Just because you're not in America doesn't mean they don't know how to count. It's the numbers. metric system. It's different everywhere but America. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then they're also like, okay, no, I'm sorry. They do know how to count. But 500 bodies were laying underneath 400 bodies, and they just lost track of those. Um, so that was their first excuse. That's why you got to poke dead things with sticks. Their second excuse. things underneath them. So their excuses, right? Then we go in. I do not know the first name, but the last name was Dwyer. I know that. And he was hmm. he was a uh, assistant uh, to Jim Jones, who is actually referred to in the final, the death tapes, the last day. Yeah. Um. So all of that is uh, implied, as you would say. And he has ties to the CIA. He was a CIA informant. And they had a base in Guyana, uh, the CIA did, not 30 minutes from where Jonestown was. Now, 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 are you guys ready for the craziest shit? Yeah, where the bodies come from. No, you know how they say that they poisoned uh, the Limeade or the Kool-Aid? Yeah, Limeade, yeah. There is no scientific evidence that shows that there was any poison in the tubs of Limeade. Not a single thing. And you know what the American government has to say about that? That by the time they got there, all the poison that they put into the drinks had dissipated and they could find no traces of the poison in beverages. Hmm. It gets I don't deeper. Think, does poison dissipate? Is I that don't a think thing? so. Is it like Elka Seltzer? It gets deeper. It gets deeper. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, hmm. Because, are you ready for this? I don't know. I'm still trying to process The that. people that did not have gunshot wounds, which yeah. a lot of them did, more than half of them were killed by guns. Yeah, you got to kill them. Um, they had puncture wounds in their backs. From? Needles. Oh. Puncture wounds. Wow. Yeah. So we found no poison, and we found punctured wounds in individuals. With all this being said, what I'm thinking. after the compound was raided, they found tons of drugs. And not oh, yeah. not just like quaaludes, like a lot of like antidepressants, anti-anxiety, anti-schizophrenic, all these types of drugs in the infirmary, which were the same drugs used during the MK Ultra trials of the 60s. Oh. That only ended four years previous to Jonestown. Wow. So just chew on that for a second and tell me your thoughts. Is there any acid found? I don't know. They didn't say if they found any, but there probably was. Let's face it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, what are your thoughts on all that? All right. All right. So one thing that I had uh, that I, I immediately thought of when you were just like, all right, there's no poison in the in the like you know collections of this limeade, the big vats or whatever, or like punch bowls. I don't know how they did it. 
<clears throat> what I'm thinking is they probably had like servers, right? You just like ladle it into a cup and they just like drop a little tab in there. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That's one thing I could have thought of. But then you said the thing about the drugs and the uh, people being stabbed with needles. Yep. And then I thought, Jim Jones uh, did crystal meth. He did a lot of other drugs just to stay awake and uh, run his empire. Maybe they got into his stash. But then, I don't think any of that's true. These are just things I'm thinking. And there are a this lot of... This is very uh, interesting that... Uh, there are yeah, a lot of detailed MK medical Ultra. records on the individuals living in Jonestown. And they got routine checkups by physicians every single day that they live there. That, hmm. Every single day. See, these are, these are things that I had no idea. And, with that being said, they often don't talk about it, but they they say that upwards of 30 individuals survived Jonestown and escaped by either playing dead or being wounded enough to where they were assumed dead and then yeah, they weren't. Yeah, I remember hearing like some people survive. And they don't talk about that very much. No, they don't, but I'm pretty sure I've seen like interviews with people that have like survived and they're like, I had to play dead right next to my daughter who I just fed that poison to and like that kind of thing. But yeah, so perhaps, I've seen that, but... perhaps Jonestown was just a massive MK Ultra situation. It, you're giving me some uh, crazy evidence for that. Damn Skippy boy. Regular checkups every day. Yeah, yeah. MK Ultras, wow. MK crew coming at you, hot dog. Hot dogs, eh? Um, yeah, so that is what I've provided for this episode. Jesus Christ, man. We that have... Jonestown. We got it. Well, we'll be talking about that a lot. Oh, we will. Are we, we will. Are we, we ready should. to move into the next situation? Yeah, why not? Because we have a new guest that is providing us a story. And Mitchell is way too eager to say something. Why don't you just come say he, hello, He Mitch? came in. He arrived, yeah. Mitch He's... is standing over us. I'm here. I was just seeing what was going on. Nothing, man. I don't, I don't need to be involved. What's up with uh, you guys? How you guys doing? Pretty good. Doing the podcast. What's yeah, up, you know. Nice. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm very excited for this story. Cool. Nice. Well, okay, so I'll, uh, I'll introduce. We got, uh, we got Tierra here in the booth, if you want to call it the booth. At the helm. Um, she's got a, a a little story to give, right? A little little tale of woe, I guess you'd have it. And uh, in, I just realized I don't know what this story's going to be. In case you need further introduction to what uh, this is and who she is, she is the official hot sauce provider for the show, which there will be a short, I guess, me and Jake Q&A with her about the hot sauce. Yeah, the chef. So, yeah, the, the hot sauce chef has also provided us with a spicy meatball of a story. So, uh, yeah, are we ready? Are we ready for this to to go down? Go in on it. This is something new. We've never done this. Are we ready to have this occur? Are we? I, Jake's in. We're starting are you ready, call, Tara? So. Sure, why not? All right. <laughs> take the mic. Okay. Um, oh, shit. Hold up. I'm a little short. Okay, so you have no idea what I'm talking about. First of all, hi. You guys have never um, heard me, seen me. No, oh, yeah. Hi! Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay, good. Um, what I'm talking about... Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, what I'm talking about is Nanny Doris. 
She Manny. was referred to as the giggling granny from next door who wiped out her whole family. That's, <laughs> that's adorable. That's her. <laughs> Loud. Nice. I like it. This is this is a picture of her because I know you have not seen this. This is yeah, she looks like the giggling granny she who looks murdered like her whole family. She's yeah, she's giggling. <laughs> right. Okay, so um you remember when the term femme fatale comes to mind? You oh, know yeah. that term, the term, of course mm-hmm. everyone knows it. Um well, um usually you think of, you know, this what do you think of? Let's start there. What do you think of when you hear the the term femme fatale? Hmm. Uh. Yeah, pretty much. So exactly. Soul of a woman was created below. Think of visually. What do you? What do you picture? Now I think of the giggling granny. Now you show me to her. (laughs) Hillary Clinton. That's a lizard, dude. That's not a person. She's a lizard. There's a difference. Lizard bitch. Yeah, but go ahead and go. Well, most most people usually when you think of Fanpaytel, you think of you know like the the um, equivalent of a succubus, you know, just gorgeous everything you would dream of in a woman. I'm not sure if, if guys are still into Coke bottles, shape wise. Coke bottles. You know the no, old- I, yeah, I, <laughs> the the, uh, the physique. The physique. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> You're just. Oh, women hate because she's all great. House. She's mighty. You're just you, you're just screaming because you don't have a microphone. Jesus. He's like, I need no mic. All right, all right, good. Okay, well, um, again, for those individuals who have not seen the giggling granny, she is the exact opposite. We'll post a picture of her. We will definitely. I will be sure to send this to you guys, and then when um, thank you, everything else goes down, we can do that. Um, and I know, where were we? Blah, blah, blah. Um, they gave her the nickname, the Giggling Granny. Oh, I'm sorry. Hold on. A little short. Is this better? Yeah, you're good. Um, okay. Um, they gave her the nickname, the Giggling Granny, because she was always considered to be an approachable woman, you know, approachable. She was married no less than five times. No less. Yes, yes, yes. She's been married. She laughed her way in and out of five marriages, at least. Um, She laughed her way into five marriages and laughed as she murdered them on their way out. Yeah, laughing in and out. Yes. And, you know, the entire families. But, you know, unlike the other beauties of the multiple marriages, um, they had something in common except for one. Obviously. They all died. They're dead. (laughs) They're all dead. And, um, well... Her first husband, she married at 16. This was in 1923. Sounds about right. That's old, bitch. <laughs> very, very old indeed. That's a lot of nuts. <laughs> um, she, met, she met Charlie Braggs. That's, um, that's her first husband, was Charlie Braggs. That's Sounds like a 16. dick. It does. It's his. It's his. Charlie Bags is hanging. Oh, bags. Yes, Braggs. Actually. Braggs. No, oh, yes, yeah, so he's bragging about. Yeah, something. he's bragging about you know, his. You don't want bag. those people around. No. And she met him at a linen factory when they both worked there. However, if the young nanny had been searching for romance, she didn't find it. Charlie was the only child to a single and very clingy mother. 
and you know the elder mrs braggs promptly moved in with nanny and charlie after their marriage and never left the one who survived Nanny soon bore him four daughters, and her casual smoking and drinking became a daily habit. By the time, by the mid twenties, two of Nanny's girls succumbed to food poisoning. Food poisoning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Quote unquote, the food poisoning. Sure. Of course, it's the oldest ones that died first, you know, and then you know. Then the younger ones. Yeah. <laughs> then no, no, Just no. Goes See, down there's, in the there's line. a thing. Once that happened. Once the, um, it was only two of them that died. So he took the, um, Charlie decided to, uh, divorce her immediately at that point. Cause two of my kids have died. You're the only one cooking them food. I don't trust this anymore. So she, um, he left with the oldest daughter and the baby cause they just had a baby. Ooh, yeah. Good for them. Totally. Right. Except for, you know, she just murdered two of their other kids. Yeah. That one's there though. <laughs> that one's new. He's new and shiny. But, um, so, you know, he, his reason for leaving was because, let's see, she, he's, his exact words was, were that he always asserted that she was, he was scared of her for good reasons, obviously, you know, murdering your kids, killing people, killing people. So they then moved to a nearby town, you know, because she, well, she moved to a nearby town. Now she's lonely depressed on the hunt trying to get that sausage shouldn't have killed all those kids you know it was only two out of four there's two more people you could be not lonely (laughs) with so well i mean to be fair she has none of them now so that's what what i'm saying yeah that was a hundred years ago they're all dead they're all dead now that's a spoiler alert but she was only um but this next one she actually found in a lonely hearts column it was a response. What is that? Yes. That's yes. yes. It's wham. It's not wham. It's not wham. It's not wham. It's yes. It's yes. It's genuinely yes. Much better than a driver of a my owner car. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, blah blah blah. Lonely Hearts column in the local newspaper and responding. <clears throat> Oh, I'm sorry. I went too far. Oop. Right there. Okay. Okay. I'll keep it right here. Uh, <laughs> um, so, like I said, she moved. She was dealing with her loneliness by reading romance novels and the reading the Lonely Hearts columns. And she responded to the one from Frank, Robert Frank, Franklin. They just called him Frank Harrelson. He was 23 and he was a factory worker. They exchanged massives and baked goods. What the fuck is a massive? Are you exchanging dogs? Mastiff? Or That's a ma- mastiff, but it said massives. They exchanged massives large, and bakes, baked goods. Large so, things? Is so that what large massives things are? large things and large amounts of baked goods? That might just be a not uh, checked article or something. Yeah, I don't think they checked it for the word. So we're just going to say that they just were exchanging really were big talking. dogs and large amounts of sweets. Yep, they gave each other dogs and baked goods. Yep, and then they eventually they got married in 1929. So, like, what was that? Like, not even a year later? So they lived together, and her two children from the last one, they came back to her, of course, because everyone loves their mother. You have to go back to your mom. 
So only a few short months together, um, Nanny discovered that Franklin was an alcoholic with a criminal record of assault. Yet despite that, the couple remained married for a staggering 16 fucking years. That's a good hunk of, hunk of time. Mm-hmm hunk of cheese out of the wheel of life oh god is, yeah and that's only her second of five marriages just want you to think about that for two seconds well yeah she fell into her own she started murdering thought so far grant oh i'm picking up what you're putting down over here <laughs> don't worry all of it's getting put into the vault in the vault seinfeld reference of course it's always a seinfeld or simpsons or a little nikki reference uh-oh hold on what are you doing? Playing with this big stick. What's it you look fu- like? You I'm fucking doing? with our equipment. Come on. <laughs> Clearly, all over the podcast. Um, so anyway, during this time, the 16 years, um, the oldest Mevila gave birth to a baby. It was a little boy named Robert Lee Haynes. And right after that, she ended up getting pregnant again. Needless to say, um, Melvina was very promiscuous. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> They divorced, and Melvina began dating a soldier. Nanny strongly disapproved of him, though, and while Melvina was out, her son Robert died mysteriously under Granny's care. Hmm. The death was determined to be known from unknown causes. All the air quotes again. And two months later, Nanny collected $500 life insurance she'd taken out on the boy. 500 Five hundred dollars. What do you think back? Well, then? yeah, back then it was like more, but it's just it's like, like five thousand uh, dollars now. Ooh, I'll kill someone for five grand. Right, <laughs> and she didn't even kill anyone big. She killed a baby, so it was really a small. <laughs> <laughs> no way does it have to do with the the ability to live with yourself afterward. It's it's no, just it's, the size of the person it's just that the matters. Size of the person. That's just... what decides the price. Okay. <laughs> I'm getting a feel for this business now. Yes, that's how it goes. That's how the business works. <laughs> but see, here's here's what happens in 1945, the day of Japan's surrender to the uh, to the Allied forces. Just you know, apparently a little history bit that they put in here. I don't know why. Um, her nanny's drunken husband Frank went to went to a particularly bad went on a particularly bad bender. You know, because he's an alcoholic. Yeah. You don't remember. Um, he came home drunk and reportedly raped Nanny. The next day, Nanny discovered his corn whiskey jar buried in the yard, so she topped it off with rat poison. That'll do it. I mean, it worked, right? <laughs> Hell yeah! I mean, yeah, no, it most definitely lurch. L- lurched. Lurched? Yeah. Lurched forward and killed him. He lurched forward, yeah. puked up everything, and then died. There we go. And then right after that. So the giggling granny. Uh, <laughs> the giggling so granny. So she's she's killed, just, uh, she just kills every husband. Her next husband, she, let's just skim through and give you one. Um, <clears throat> he was violent. He was a violent doctor. So she killed her other four husbands. She doesn't actually go into how she killed them. That's the thing. She doesn't go into how she killed the other four. She just ends up in a life sentence in prison. Her and um, she doesn't get visited by you know her mother or her sister or her grandson that's still alive. One of them did survive. Oh, there you go. I was gonna say all those people that are dead yeah. now. Yeah, she doesn't get visits. But she did. Um, the 
the um Samuel, the last one, did however, um the last one that she killed reportedly did have enough horse uh arsenic in his body to kill forty horses. Forty. Forty horses. <laughs> what? Yeah. How, what were the, what were the dosages before? <laughs> like, why did she ramp up? So, why did she go so hard on this guy? Um, let's see, because she taken out two life insurance policies on him, so she just wanted to make sure he was dead. So dead. she wants to like clear out an entire <laughs> farm with this guy. Jesus yeah, Christ! Definitely. And um, but see, when she finally went to jail, she actually died from died peacefully from leukemia in 1965. I guess the peacefully is nice. Yeah, I mean her 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 spouses didn't die so peacefully, but you know. Well, god damn it. The giggling granny, there it was. That was fucking bad shit, crazy, was it not? Yeah, I guess, you know, you got to laugh. You got You got you can't laugh at yourself. Make them laugh, make them laugh. Yeah. Um Amadeus, 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 Amadeus. Uh, fun fact, that song, Rock Me Amadeus by uh, Falco, was the only uh, hit ever to chop the American tarts, or charts. The American and, tarts. And, uh, like be, British, uh, like, and be in German. Uh. Rock Me Amadeus, Amadeus, Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas, Dr. Yeah, Zayas. There we go. Uh, but yeah. So that was the giggling granny, the <laughs> fucking grandma. And you're dead. Crazy bitch going She's out there gone. killing all the old hags. Um, giggling granny is gone. So with that being said, that uh, that story yeah. was delivered by Tierra. And cook. what happens here is uh, she is our private cook. Uh, she makes the hot <laughs> After sauce. After that story of poison and arsenic and food. <laughs> Uh, she makes the hot sauce that you'll all be receiving (laughs) in the mail. The story that she hand chose, uh, yeah, that's fucked up. I think she might be trying to tell us something That's fucked up. Um, but yeah, she, she makes the hot sauce for the show, and, uh, we currently have two batches. No poison, all just flavor. I, we have tested both of them, and they have not killed us. Yeah, last episode when I first smelled it, I was just like, wow. This that is, poison it, dude, smell it was delicious. strong. But I was like, Jesus Christ, my like my nose hair is like singed, dude. That stuff is hot. It's awesome. But yeah, so we Clues got some hot sauce. We don't want to tell you what's in the hot sauce. We okay? are? Or no, we not? don't want to. Oh. No, no, there'd be no point then. We can't give away Thank the recipe. God we got it wrong last week. <laughs> what was in it? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's hot stuff. Oh no, I just non-poisoned I just stuff. threw out some of the peppers. You can know the peppers. You don't you don't know what's going in there. You know the ratios. You don't know what happens. Okay. There's a lot of steps to it, okay? Yeah. Um but yeah, Jeff will be our first recipient of the hot sauce. Jeff, the man who requests things and we give it to him and then he gives us money. Yes. Yes. Patreon. He's an excellent man. He's a good man. So there it was, folks. That was the episode. It really was. It was good. We covered a lot of bases. <laughs> yeah. But, we, uh, yeah, what are we coming back next week with? Roswell. Roswell. You guys. The guy. Roswell the man. Um, But, yeah, no, seriously, uh, we, I don't know, we had some fun. We had some laughs. We had some crying. Um, Did we? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but if you want this hot sauce... Go on Patreon. Yeah, go ahead and uh, do it. Because, yeah, Jeff Jones, uh, I call it, I'm not going to explain that story. Jeff, Jeff is going to be getting it. 
Jeff is going to get gonna it. Awesome. And uh, I think gonna he's going to like it. You're going to get it good, you dirty bitch. Oh, yeah. Give going it, to see him tomorrow. Give it to you prison style. Going to his house. When I go past you slowly and just hand it to you without making eye contact. Yeah, so the guards don't see. Yes, that was not a... Uh, never mind. Uh, um, We're not talking about soap. But, uh, yeah. But, yeah, so there you go. We got that, that. We're hitting with the new series next week. Jonestown. We got some fat Patreon stuff coming your way. We got the hot sauce. And uh, for any of you listeners out there, if you have any questions about the hot sauce, please let us know. Just email us. Uh, yeah. We can get you in direct contact with the chef, or we can answer any questions you have. If you ask for the recipe, we're not going to answer you, or we'll give you a fake recipe. Alistair Crowley style. We'll give you the wrong directions. Yeah, we'll just uh, make you hex yourself. But, uh, um, yeah, so that was our episode this week, a little yeah. hodgepodge of fun times. Did we introduce ourselves at the at the head of this? Uh, I'm Jake. I'm Jake. That's, oh, that's Jake over there. Grant I'm Jake. Is out to lunch. Um, I'm Grant. Uh, Mitch was on the phone and speaking softly for a moment. Yeah. And Tierra was telling you the story of a murderous old woman. So just you know, all the all the uh, the boxes are checked. The for composite this character for, for us. Uh, we are starting a cult. Follow us on all the shit. If you have any other questions, you can DM us on stuff. Yes, right? you can. We got Twitter. Uh, we got Instagram. We are starting a cult. We got freaking lips in. We got Pod Bean. No, we're not on Pod Bean anymore. But we, we used are on to Patreon. Be. I mean, we're still technically so we're on there. Podbeam, but I haven't put anything on there in a year. No, it's probably still there, but, you know, whatever. Yeah, we will... Uh, Screw that, Lipson's the best. Yeah, they are. We're on Google Play now, too, if you got uh, Android. We are, there you go. And, uh, yeah, so uh, go, on, uh, go on Patreon, pledge whatever you want, you'll get some sauce. Sauce. Okay. And uh, help us pick a name for the hot sauce. Yeah, send us suggestions. Who knows? We're like we're rattling things around, but we could always use some input. Who knows? Hell yeah! All right, I am signing off, y'all. Thanks for another week. That's Grant. I'm Jake. We'll Goodbye. be back we... with a great series next week. Uh, starting a cult. Bye bye. <gasps> Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.